Social Zoom Factor, episode 29. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey there, Zoomers. This is your host, Pam Moore. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Hope you are out there rocking your business and life today. Today, we are going to talk about a fun topic. Maybe fun for some. It's fun for me. It may not be fun for you because I may be making you realize something that you're doing that you may not even realize you're doing at this point before you hopped on to this podcast today. But hopefully, if you are doing what we're going to talk about during the podcast, you're going to have one of those aha moments and you're going to realize maybe this is part of the problem and why you have not achieved some of the success that you would like to achieve online. And you know, when we have these conversations, my only goal is to help you. So I never talk about some of these hard topics because I want you to feel silly or stupid or inadequate or any of those things. It's actually quite the opposite. I'm here to help you and I'm here to help you get real on things in your life and in your business that may be holding you back from success. So my only goal is to help you move forward so that you can zoom fast, so that you can put that life and your business into turbo mode. And a lot of times when we work in business and we're so close to everything that we do, same goes for life. You know, you need that third eye, you need that third party voice sometimes to just tell you, hey, did you think about it this way? So you're going to see a lot of these types of conversations come out within the Social Zoom Factor podcast over the coming months. And we have some guests that will soon be on the show that are going to hit it hard as well. And we're just going to get very real on some topics that I think are really going to help you take your business and your life to the next level. And I also want to encourage you to check out our Twitter chat that is every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And it's called Get Real Chat. And it's Pound Get Real Chat. And it's 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We started it about three and a half years ago. I cannot believe it was that long ago. And it started because at the time, there were a lot of people who were really confused about some very important topics surrounding the social media ecosystem and the ecosystem of online people who have chosen to be social. I call it generation S where it's the first generation of people who choose to be social. They don't get stuck into a generation because of where they live or specific demographics on age and race and gender and all those things. It's not about that. It is generation social because they choose to be social. And so there were a lot of questions flying around, around personal branding and how do I be real and how can I be authentic and 
what is really the definition of a relationship? What's really the definition of community? Are you really my friend? Or are you just wanting me to buy something from you? These were the types of questions that people had. So we started Get Real Chat with the goal to just serve our audience and to get real on some of these topics. So as you're listening to me on these podcasts, hopefully you're hearing that I get real. I I don't sugarcoat things. I tell you how it is. And I tell you my tips and tricks and strategies from experience. There's nothing that I'm sharing with you or advising you that I have not done myself and done with clients in a model where it can be proven. And 99% of the things that I share with you, we could show you multiple case studies where we have done these things ourselves, or we are working on these specific things to date things that are in process. And when they are things that are in process, I usually will share with you, this is how it's going. And so I promise too, as we continue these conversations that I will continue to share the good, the bad and the ugly, right? I will share with you what's going good for us, what's going not so good for us. When I can talk about and share experiences with clients, I'll do that too. The whole goal is that we can just learn together and that by being honest and being real, we can all take our businesses and our lives to the next level because we're never going to be able to zoom real results in both business or life if we keep going along the same speed of status quo. At some point, you just got to hit that turbo button and say, I'm going to go for it. And I know I'm going to hear some things I don't like. I know I'm going to do some things that I'm not comfortable with. I know I'm going to be forced out of my comfort box. So that's part of what I want to do with some of these conversations is take you out of your comfort box. So let's go ahead and get started. Today, we're going to talk about interruption marketing. All right. And I know that many of you listening to this are falling to the tactics of interruption marketing. Let me give you a couple analogies that will hopefully help you understand this. So let's say you hop on Facebook. It's a Friday night or a Saturday night. And you took a lot of time off during the week. So you maybe took a couple days off with the kids. Maybe you're an entrepreneur. Maybe you're a corporatepreneur. And you had just worked a ton of hours. So leading up to Friday night, you have business on the brain. You are nice and rested because you were at the beach or wherever you were during the week. So it's a Friday night and now you're a little stressed out. You're thinking, oh, geez, I got a lot of stuff I need to do before Monday. So you hop on Facebook. You're thinking about your plans, your strategies. How are you going to get you know, to whatever goals you're trying to achieve? You happen upon some colleagues that are both friends in a personal level as well as contacts in the business world. And let's say they're talking about maybe their Friday night or they're talking about wine or they're talking about whatever it may be. And as you see this conversation starting to take off on Facebook, you see an opportunity that you could maybe mention your business. So you have that moment. There's like that 10 second moment that you have and you know whether you are going to be interrupting that conversation or whether you're going to be providing value. So during that 10 second moment, you either choose something good or you choose to interrupt. And although they may be talking about wine or Friday night or something fun where everybody's going to dinner, you decide to take a risk because you just can't turn down the opportunity and you put a comment into the Facebook stream 
and you start talking about your business and you say, you know, by the way, I have this product that does ABC or whatever it may be. And even after you hit post and you hit comment or whatever you're hitting to make that comment go through, you know that that came across as a little bit spammy. What you just did is what I call interruption marketing. And anytime that we teach courses or we do workshops, that type of thing in real life, what I will usually do is I will bring two or three people up to the front of the stage and I'll have them stand on stage with me. So I'll have two people standing there and I will usually try to get a couple volunteers from the audience and I'll say, I need two people who are good friends or who at least know each other to come up here. And usually it's like two women or two funny men will raise their hand and they'll come up on stage. And so we give them each a mic and then we say, all right, I want you to now just talk to one another. I want you to act like it's a Friday night and I want you to start talking. And it's funny because usually they'll start talking, if it's women, they'll usually start talking about wine or chocolate or men and or their kids or something. And so they're sitting up there talking about something fun, planning a vacation or whatever it may be. So I tell them, just keep talking over there. I want you to keep chatting about whatever it is you're chatting about. And then I'll bring the third person up and I'll say, okay, I want you now to go over there and start talking about your business. I want you to go over there and I want you to start poking them literally, physically, and and poke them and say, hey, you want to talk about me? So that person goes over there and they say, hey, hey, look at me. Can you come click my links? Can you come check out my blog? Hey, will you follow me on Twitter? Hey, did you know I have this cool project that I'm working on that I think would be perfect for you? And guess what happens? <laughs> Those two people that are standing on stage having this conversation, I don't have to tell them how to behave at all. And it's usually a hoot. They usually end up raising their eyebrow, giving that funny look to this person like, who the heck do you think you are? We're sitting here talking about wine and chocolate and how crazy our laundry and our kids are. And you're trying to send me some links to go check out your blog. That's the last thing I feel like doing right now. This scenario can happen anywhere. This scenario can happen on Twitter. It can happen on LinkedIn. It can happen even on Instagram. And we really need to think about the reasons that we are using social media. People that are having the greatest success for the medium and the long term, not just the short term, are the people who are using social media in a way that helps them build their brand that is authentic, that is trusted, and that helps them build real relationships. Because you are not going to build real relationships that are going to last and that are going to be built on trust and relevance and context and something that's going to inspire those people to get to know you better when all you are falling to are things like interruption marketing tactics. So you really need to think about the conversations that you're joining and how you're joining those conversations. And if you are adding the most value that you possibly can to those conversations. And what you always want to do is just put yourself in the shoes of the people that you're talking to. And always just think of who they are, where they're coming from, what day it is, what time of day it is. And if your conversation is relevant and the same thing goes for even let's, let's flip this a little bit. The same thing goes for a Monday. Let's say it's a Monday morning or any day of the week and you are out on Twitter or you're out on LinkedIn and you see a conversation happening about business. All right. And maybe they are talking about a new email marketing program, or they're talking about a new platform that just launched or how Facebook just bought another app for 
$8 billion or whatever it may be. And you barge into that conversation and you start talking about Friday night or you start talking about me, 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 me. Look at all these cool things I did over the weekend, right? It's understanding where your audience is, what type of conversation they're already having, as well as what conversation that they want to have. So you need to be thinking about where is their mindset during that moment of that day? If they work in the world of business, chances are they're not thinking about chocolate and wine on Monday morning at 8 a.m. They're thinking about how the heck are they going to get what they need to get done for the week. And they may be thinking about Friday night, but it seems a long way away at that point. So I'll give you just a couple examples. So there were some experts, quote unquote, who had uh, several years ago posted quite a few reports about the best times to tweet and the best times to blog and that type of thing. And so I always take these expert reports with a grain of salt. I always make sure I know my audience more than I listen to the reports of quote unquote experts. So oftentimes these expert reports will tell you don't blog on the weekends and do not post on the weekends. Nobody's online. That's a bunch of baloney. So my target audience, some of my target audience are C-level executives, top level executives in companies of all sizes, as well as startup founders, investors, and a lot of people that are very, very busy during the week. So they have their head down, working, crunching numbers, doing that type of thing during the week. What do you think they're doing on a Friday night or a Saturday night or a Saturday morning? For my target executive audience, that's when their brain clicks on. Their brain clicks on for ideas, for creativity. So a lot of our clients, for example, that are either C-level executives or serial entrepreneurs who own numerous successful businesses, I start getting texts from them on a Friday night at 10 o'clock saying, Pam, I got this awesome idea. You know, or a Saturday morning, I'll be at a my kid's soccer game and I start to get the text of their ideas that say, hey, let's do this. I solved this problem. So their brains are turning on Friday night, Saturday morning and Saturday night for different topics than what I would speak to them about on a Monday. And so that's my audience. Your audience is different. Who is your audience? And so in order for you to not be seen as a quote unquote interrupter, to not be seen as a spammer, the only way you're going to be able to provide value and start to establish trust and authority and become a trusted resource for relevant and meaningful conversation and content is if you know your audience. And that is the reason why I talk so much about knowing your audience because with social media, it really is a one-to-one conversation. And, and you need to understand at the end of every single avatar on the other side of every single Facebook profile is a human being. So you are talking to a person and you need to understand who that person is. And if you treat everybody the same, then chances are you're not going to connect with them personally. You are going to be seen as a spammer and as an interrupter. You're going to be seen as somebody who doesn't really care about 
the humans who are actually having that conversation. You care more about yourself and promoting yourself. And the same thing goes for content that you are posting to your own feed, such as on Twitter or on Facebook or even on LinkedIn or Instagram. If you are constantly 24 hours a day, seven days a week, pushing your business to me on Instagram or on Facebook, chances of us remaining connected are about zero. Because on Friday night, I don't want to see links over and over to all of your how-to information. One is fine, because if I happen to be geeking out on a Friday night, I may want to see it. But if I want to see that content on a Friday night, I'll go look for it. Hopefully you have established yourself as a trusted leader, a trusted thought leader of somebody who has that information that I want to consume and understand. So your goal should be more to establish trust and to establish yourself as a thought leader so that you become that go-to person. Because when you become the go-to person for a particular topical area, for solving a particular business problem, for helping somebody with a specific type of service, then people will start to seek you out. People will start to refer you business. And it starts to not be such a need for you to continually push yourself. And this is what happens oftentimes with social when people are getting so hung up around a lot of the influence scores and the vanity metrics. This drives a lot of this interruption type of behavior to where they're wanting to keep their influence scores up and they know they have to keep pushing and pushing content 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the same auto tweets that they've been sending literally for the past two two years. And I know a few people who are on the Forbes top 50 list with me, the top 50 social media power influencers. And I know for a fact, because I see their tweets, they have been sending the same auto tweets for the past year to two years, inviting people to their Google Plus community, inviting people to their Facebook community, the same quotes, the same phrases that are in their auto tweets, platforms that they're using. Okay, people, that is spam. And so do not preach authenticity, relevancy, value, if you're not going to walk the walk. If you're going to talk the talk, then walk the walk. And I understand some of you may not know better, but my guess is some of you that are listening to this, you do know better. And you know that you are spamming your audiences, but you're choosing to do that because you want to keep those influence scores up. You want to keep in the face of people. So you're, you're first of mind, right? And another thing we want to think about is just the type of content that we're pushing to our newsfeed all the time. So if you were always putting a picture of yourself with a quote, you may be doing yourself more harm than good because that is one of the top ways I think that you can overpromote yourself. And there's a lot of people that are starting to do that right now. And so you want to be really careful of the way that you share your information. And if you like to share quotes from yourself, that's fine. But why not just put a quote? Why not just put the quote in your Facebook feed? And why not quote somebody else? You know, for me, I look at the goal of having other people quote me. I don't 
create a lot of images with myself on the images and a quote. But there's a lot of brands out there that including some Fortune 50 brands that quote me very often and they're creating images oftentimes with my photo on it, images that have my quote on it with my name on it and they're tweeting it to their communities and it's getting tweeted and retweeted. For me personally, that's how I would rather grow my business. That's how I would rather grow my brand is to have others be talking about me. I push out the content just as everybody else does, okay? We all do it, but I don't make that my core focus in what I'm doing on a daily basis all day long. So I I follow about the 80-20 rule and no more than 20% of my content is about me. So I try to make my content come from other sources, other thought leaders within the industry, and I will share the best content that I can find from others on a daily basis. I also take time out of every single day to engage as a real human being and to reply to people who are talking to me and to start conversations with other people who I follow and am friends with within the industry and just in my personal life. So we need to just make sure that we are being human because when you are human and you are engaging with other human beings within your social network, it tends to be more real. And just when you're on the social networks, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, wherever it may be, imagine yourself seeing that person in real life. And when you have that moment, that 10 second moment, and you're questioning, should I send this post right now? You know, should I reply to this comment thread this way? Should I send this tweet this way? Would you do that in real life? Because if you wouldn't do that in real life, then you probably shouldn't do that online. Would you sit there and continue to spam and poke that person in the shoulder and say, hey, look at me, look at me. If you wouldn't do that to that person and to that community offline, then don't do it online. Because the one thing that is not needed online is more noise. There is not space that we're trying to fill. It's actually the opposite, right? There is so much noise that it's gotten so loud, right? There's so many conversations that are happening and so many brands that are out there spamming right now and people that are out there spamming that the noise is just getting out of control. So if you're struggling with how you can get heard and how you can get your target audience to understand who you are, what you are, what you can offer them, sometimes the best thing to do is just shut up and listen. Get to know your audience and figure out how you can provide them the most valuable content that you possibly can. Focus on solving their problems. Focus on helping them achieve their goals. Focus on inspiring them to do more and do better in their life, to be more and to be better. And you can do those things through some simple posts on Facebook, through some tweets that you send on Twitter. There are many ways that you can inspire your audience to connect with you with the goal of helping them achieve their goals. And when you help your audience achieve their goals, you achieve yours by default, as long as that was your original goal inspire, connect, achieve. And when you focus on inspiring and connecting with your audiences in a real way, then you don't come across as this interrupter or spammer. So if you have been frustrated recently with how the recent changes on Facebook, for example, have impacted the ability for the folks in your newsfeed to see your content, or if you feel that Twitter has become nothing but a spam farm and nobody's having relevant conversations out there, maybe you need to take a look at your own approach to social media and your own approach to how you are creating 
disseminating content and how you are engaging in conversations with other human beings. Because instead of sitting there blaming Facebook, blaming Twitter, blaming LinkedIn, I encourage you to take a look at how you are engaging. Because if you think that Twitter is only filled with spam and a bunch of people bragging about themselves, yes, I'll tell you that happens, but that's happening on every single social network. I can tell you straight out that on Twitter, I have some of the most relevant conversations every single day. And there are Twitter chats where we talk for an hour on a specific topic. The Get Real Chat that I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast is a great example. It's a community that's been coming together and nurturing relationships for the last three and a half years. And so if you are looking to engage with some real people that you can learn from immediately, I encourage you to check that out every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And check out, there's a ton of other chats that you can check out as well. And just get out there and start focusing on providing relevant value. And I always say your mission for social media is to figure out where your target audience is hanging out online and go figure out how you can have the most relevant conversation with them that you possibly humanly can. And to do that, you're going to need to know your audience, right? You're going to need to know who are they? Where are they hanging out? What are they talking about? If it's a Friday night, are they talking about wine? Are they talking about cheese? Are they talking about church? Are they talking about chocolate? All of the above. Are they talking about the laundry they have to do on Sunday? Hopefully, they're not talking about laundry. I know me on Friday night, I'm not thinking about laundry. I wait until Sunday night to do that. Maybe that's a procrastination problem. Lately, I've actually been doing laundry on Wednesdays because I used to have a lot of problems with getting laundry done by Sundays. So I hated that I was having to waste my entire Sunday doing laundry Sunday afternoon after we go to church. So I changed my day to Wednesday and now it's working pretty good. And for many of my friends who have paid attention to some of those laundry conversations on Facebook, they now know I do laundry on Wednesday nights. And guess what? They do some of the same thing. I have a couple friends that because when I switched my laundry day from Sunday to Wednesday, they started doing the same thing. So that's the type of conversations I'm talking about. They are relevant to who that person is. And no, that's not a conversation that's going to help you spam me a link at that moment. But if we're able to connect over a topic that I want to talk about, and you're wanting to eventually sell something to me, then the best way for you to ever get me to even look at your product is probably for you to have a relevant conversation with me so that I am inspired to figure out who you are. So I'm inspired to do the double click on your profile out on Twitter. And I click through to your blog and I comment maybe back to you on your bio on your Twitter page. You know, I'm saying, wow, hey, I can connect with that. There's a lot of people I've met across the globe where I'll read their Twitter bio and I see they like green chili. There's one guy who loves green chili. And, you know, I see that he loves green chili. And I forgot where he lives out of Texas or Arizona or somewhere. And we connected based on green chili. And he sent me some links for some good green chili we need to try because I moved to Florida from Colorado. And I swear in Florida, there is no good Mexican food. You cannot find good Mexican food. So I've, we've literally given up after seven years 
It does not exist. There's no place we can go get the type of roasted green chili that we used to be able to buy and consume on a regular basis when we lived in Colorado. But I've been able to connect with some great folks in Colorado and other states based on green chili. All right. But the reason that happened was those people first had a relevant conversation with me that inspired me to do the double click on their profiles. It inspired me to figure out who they were. I've added a lot of them to lists that I follow on a regular basis now. So that's where you want to get. You want to get to where you can connect with people on a personal level and earn their trust over time. And check out the recent podcast I did on that exact topic for tips on how you can leverage social media to establish trust and authority. And it gives some very specific strategies and tactics for how you can establish yourself as a thought leader. I really encourage you to check that out. And then I also have a podcast and a white paper you can check out on the 50 tips to inspire and energize your audience. And you can download that white paper at socialzoomfactor.com slash energize. And I will also include some relevant links and resources on the show notes blog post for this particular podcast, which will point you to some specific resources that I think will help you with this topic. So If nothing else today, I hope that I have inspired you to maybe think about your approach to engaging on the social networks differently than you have up to this point. And I am guessing there's probably some of you who know you have been falling to some of these interruption and noisy, spammy tactics. And I hope that I have given you some tough love and made you think about how you are approaching relationships and understanding that you may be doing more damage than good. And just remember, it takes five to seven brand touches before somebody is going to remember you and your brand. And so every single brand touch point matters. And that goes the same for personal branding. Everything that you are putting out there online matters. And so if you're spamming on a Friday night, on a Sunday morning, people are going to remember that and just focus on being part of that conversation with those other human beings and speak with them, not at them. So thank you so much for your time today or tonight, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. I am truly honored that you take the time out of your day to spend it with me, Pam Moore, the Marketing Nut, and the Social Zoom Factor podcast. I hope that you have a simply amazing day, an amazing week. Go turn that life and business up to Turbo Zoom Factor. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.